Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Eka Kundenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. You are welcome. Good evening. How are you all doing? It's Sunday. It's 18.41 p.m. my time. I'm in Germany and it's Thanksgiving service. Come and let's thank our Father. Let's give him all the glory, honor, praise, and adoration. For he is a faithful, faithful Father. He has been good and kind to us. He has taken us throughout the week. And today, we have to come and glorify him. Give him all the praises. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome our Father. Let's welcome Yahweh. Father, you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the mighty man in battle. Father, Lord, we give your glory, praise, thanks, and adoration. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for good health. We thank you for provision. We thank you for bringing us here together, to gather in your presence, to worship you, and to glorify your holy name. Father, we commit this service into your hands, Lord, that the words I will speak here will be yours and will be to glorify you. Father, whatever I do here, let them not see me, they should not hear me, but hear you and take all the glory when you are done. I cover myself and all those who are out there listening to me with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for always ordering our step, for always watching out for us. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen.
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is good all the time. All the time, our Lord is good. I could not help it but kneel down to worship my God. I was led strongly. I had a leading strongly in my spirit to do that. God is so faithful. We have to fear God and respect God. And if you have the leading to do something, Let's say you, you want to pray, and you, at times I see myself kneeling down. At times I see myself, if I'm praying with my kids, like I'll just have a flash vision like we are holding hands. Immediately before you know, I will tell them, let's hold hands. Or at times I don't see, but I just have that feeling that we should hold our hands. There are times we just kneel down and we pray like that individually, like we pray without holding hands. There are times I have that feeling that we all have to kneel or stand up or put your hands in a certain position, like together, and just worship God. I was, as this song was going on, I could not resist but kneel down and bow my head before Him. God is worthy of our praises. He is our Father. But we should have fear. Not the kind of fear like, oh, He's going to condemn you. No, but that fear like, you know how you fear your parents, you respect them, you don't want them to feel disappointed. That's the type of fear we should have when it comes with dealing with God. Like, oh, am I right before my father? Am I okay? It's kind of cold, right? And I'm not dressing warm. But that's how it should be with our father. So you are all welcome back. It's Sunday. It's Thanksgiving service. Um, God is specialized in bringing broken pieces together. Who can bear me witness with that? Who can say, yes, it is true? I raise my hand up to say that is true. The things that the society have condemned or the people, God always changed their situation around. God always make people to know that he doesn't condemn anyone. Jesus said, come as you are. No matter what you are going through, whatever the society is calling you, come to Jesus. He's the one who is going to fix it. So don't say, no, I want to serve God when I have it all, when I've put everything together, when I've stopped fornication, I'm trying, it's not going, or oh, let me just fornicate for one more year or one more month, then I'll come to Jesus because I'm struggling, it's not going, I think I can by next year. No. Come to him right now. He's the one who will give you the grace to stop whatever you are doing. The alcohol, the drugs, 
humanizing, fornicating, adultery, gossiping, hatred, unforgiveness. It takes the God of, we need God's grace to go through life and to leave all these things that are not of him. We can't do it on our own. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what principalities, power in high places. There are spirit behind these things. So with our physical self, we can't do it. We have to go to God. So he who is also a spirit will wrestle with those spirits and at the end will come out victorious. But before that, we have to give our father thanks because you know what? He is worthy of it. He has been there the whole Sunday, uh, the whole week from Monday Monday to Sunday, he has been taking care of us, providing for us. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever and ever. Amen. So let me look some good hits so we can dance and give our Father all the Glory to God be the glory. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the angel rejoice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Who come to the Father? Through Jesus the Son. La, 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 la. I'm looking for some nice songs to dance and thank Father. Oh, what was this one? Celeste? Bonky and Mercy Chiwo. Mm -hmm. Take a good look at your life. You know that Father has been faithful. Father, we thank you for everything you have been doing. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for provision. We thank you, Yahweh, for good health. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that we can even breathe without the aid of any, anything. We thank you that we can see. We thank you that our two eyes are in good shape. Our teeth are complete in the mouth. We thank you that our ears are okay. We can hear you without aid. We can walk without aid. We thank you for giving us a beautiful house, a roof over our head. We thank you for the gift of family. We thank you, Father Lord, for the gift of children, that you have given us male and female children. We thank you that you have blessed us with a husband. We thank you that you have blessed us with a wife. We thank you that you have blessed us with mothers, with fathers. Our parents are still alive. We thank you. We thank you for our siblings. We thank you for their husbands. We thank you for their wives. We thank you for our nieces, our nephews. We thank you for our co-workers. We thank you for our neighbors. We thank you, oh Lord, for guiding us last week that we would have made a terrible mistake at a place of work. But Father, you came through for us. We thank you that as we were driving, we missed that accident because that man was driving so recklessly. But somehow you came through for us. 
We thank you, Father Lord, for providing for us that we didn't have any money in our bank account, but there was food at home. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you that we go to bed. We don't need to take any medication and you give us a good night rest. We thank you that you even give us beautiful dreams that you reveal yourself. Begin to thank God for all these things he has done. You can't tell me that all these things I'm naming. You have not benefited from them. That you don't have a good family. You don't have mother. You don't have father. You don't have siblings. You don't have children. You don't have a wife. You don't have a husband that you are thankful for. You don't have a job. That God did not save you from an accident. Or that at your place of work, God did not have your back when your colleagues were plotting evil. So that they will sack you and he turn around. You can't tell me that God did not do good for you this week. That he didn't provide food for you. You can't tell me that you ate Without using appetizer, as in the sense that there are some people who cannot eat, they don't have appetizer, they have to take medication to stimulate their appetite. You can't tell me that you can't appreciate God for all of these things. There are people who are on constant medication. There are people who take medicine every day. You don't take anything. Even vitamins, some of you don't take. Begin to thank Yahweh because it is not your making. It is his making. Thank him that you are walking without it. Thank you that you don't have waist pain. You don't have back pain. You don't have leg pain. Your neck is not paining. Your ear is not paining. You don't have headache. Your teeth are fine. Your children are well. Begin to thank Father. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all glory, honor, thanks, praise, and adoration. Daddy, words are not enough to appreciate all these wonderful things you have been doing in our life. We give you all thanks. We will tell the world how good you are, how a wonderful father that you are. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for always watching after us, for always having our back, for always ordering our steps. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for always talking to us. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. Father, take all the glory, take all the honor. It's not because we are smart. It's not because we are careful. It's not because we are really doing everything, anything extraordinary. It is all by your grace. Yahweh, Yahweh, take all the glory. The affliction that the devil afflicted us in our sleep, we woke up, we are feeling fine. You deliver us. You send an angel to deliver us. We drank just water and we are fine. We didn't even go to hospital. We are fine. We just pray and we say we cancel that dream in the mighty name of Jesus. And we cover ourselves with the precious blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. And we are healed. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Hey, Father, thank you. Thank you for the unforeseen battles that you are fighting for us. The ones we have no idea even. The ones you want for us that we didn't even know the enemy was plotting. But you see everything because you are the God who knows, who sees into the future. You are the all-knowing God. You are the Alpha and Omega. The great I am that I am. The great I am that I am. Thank you, Yahweh. The creator of the universe, thank you for always protecting us, for always having our backs. That we go to sleep, the enemy planned to choke us that night. But somehow you woke us up and we find ourselves praying. The plot of the enemy was cancelled or it didn't come to pass. Because at that exact time that they were planning to attack us, you woke us up and we are like, my eyes are dry. I can't even sleep. And we started praying. Thank you, Father. 
It is all your dream. Because when we are sleeping, we don't even know what is happening. But you know your eyes are everywhere. Ah, Father, I will give you all praise and adoration. Look at my life now for embracing you. Yahweh, you have changed my life. You say we should come as we are. I came and I was seeking you. I was asking. I was knocking. You heard me. You opened the door. Father, thank you for not condemning me. But instead, making, putting my broken pieces, my broken life together and giving me a reason to live again. People of God, somebody say glory, glory, glory. Father, take all the honor, take all the glory. Come on, somebody. We say amen. Amen, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master Jesus. You are worthy of our praises. Yes, Lord. Come on. Mm. Look at my life now. Day after day. Hey, I'm a living testimony. I was lost until you found me. Hey. And then you gave me a reason to believe. I can make it through the night. Everything will be alright now. Hey, 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 mama, 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 you didn't make me one day, Celeste, 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 Papa, na you, Jesus, na you. You didn't make me one day, Celeste, 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 everybody, Celeste, they go. Come on. Celeste, they go. Of your goodness and your love, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yes, so consider evidence all over me. See, I'm glowing now. Ah, hey, uh huh, yes. Me, I must stand and dance. Hey, daddy, move. Jehovah me, Papa na you, Jesus na you, you dey make me want the celeste, celeste, Papa na you, Jesus na you, you dey make me want the celeste, celeste, eh, aha, celeste they go. Eh, Celeste, Celeste, they go. Eva, come on. Eh, come on, dance for Jesus. Eh, do the David dance. Come on, come on. Eh, yeah. Uh-huh. If I start to talk today. Mm. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, whoa. Igwe, oh, Igwe. Yes, so. I will forever sing your praises. Eh? 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 
Yes, I'll leave my voice up to sing to the king of the universe. time all the time our lord is good i hope you did your david dance man i could not resist say, <laughs> wow our god is good all the time all the time our lord is good <clears throat> god is faithful and his mercy endures forever wow Ah, this is another dancey too. Listen to this one. Let me give you small. Hey. Uh huh. You guys know I love music, right? Have my being. Hey. My You have been so good. You have been so kind. Hey. You are a reason I can lift my head. My glory and the lifter of my head. I will testify for eternity. Woo! Ah! He's over me. Your mercy, your mercy, you gave to me. Yay. On the cross. Eva, it's Sunday, it's Thanksgiving service. Begin to dance in your Father's presence. Thank Him for all He has done for you. You gave to me. You have been so good. Ah. I follow this music today. We will not preach. We will not leave this place. <laughs> Let me pause. We'll come back to it. Welcome back. It's Sunday and it's Thanksgiving service. God is specialized in bringing broken pieces together. Do you know why? Because you, like I said, that the society has condemned. Those are the people God is looking for. So that all the glory will go to him. People will know that indeed he is God. Because there are some people who know God doesn't exist. So when God walk on somebody like that that they have condemned, they'll be like, how? And the person says, it's God. And then they'll begin to believe in God. 
to begin to know that indeed God is there. God exists and he does great and mighty things. Jesus told the Pharisees when they, 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 talked to, they, they were talking to his, um, his disciples, they said, why is it that you people always eat with all these people, tax collector, and you eat with them with so much calm? Jesus responded. He said, listen, I've not come for the righteous or those who don't think they need to repent. I've come for the sick ones. Those who know that to them, this is all they need. They need God. They need Jesus in their life. These are the people I've come for. The ones who think they are righteous have not come for them. So that's why you might be wondering, why is it that Jesus was always eating with the sinners? Because that is the place that he will have the opportunity to preach to them. You will know already there is no need him preaching to you. He has come to win souls to the Father. So that's why you, will see, you always see him eating with the tax collectors. Right? He was eating with them. He will feast with them. He will talk with them. He will tell them. So at the end of the day, he will win them to Christ. And he will win them to God. That's why he came. That was a very purpose. So you who is out there would think, no, I've been an adulterous wife. I've been a fornicator. I've been a cheat. I'm a thief. Uh-uh. The way the society is looking at me, I can't even go to Jesus. This Jesus will just condemn me and just send me to hell. I don't even want to hear anything that is related to Jesus. I'm not even going to church. I don't want anybody to preach to me, anybody to make it worse because it's already a bad situation as it is. They have condemned me. They know I'm a thief in this uh, um, area of the city. There they know me that I'm a thief. So me going to church, they're going to preach about thieves. They're going to tell me I'm going to hell. I don't want to hear it. No, that is not what it's all about. Jesus is not going to condemn you. Because in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. He's here to make you to feel love again and to feel worth living. To make you to know that he loves you so much. He doesn't love the thing you are doing. But you as a person, he loves you. He hate that act. He condemned that act. Of stealing, of lies telling. But you as a person, he loves you and he wants to help you to stop doing those things. Just like I said initially, there are spirit behind those things. Those things are not, you know, people don't just wake up someday and they decide to be a prostitute or they want to be a prostitute. Or somebody wakes up and says, you know what? Mm -mm. This is what I want to become. I want to become a liar. I'll just lie at any little thing. No. The devil enters them. The spirit comes in them and start to use them. But Jesus has come so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. John 10, 10, John 10, 10 the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But my purpose is to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. For you to live a rich and satisfying life. Let me read it. Exactly as it is, word for word, John 10, 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, not to condemn them. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices life for the sheep. 
That's why he gave his life on the cross of Calvary. So that we will be saved again. Whosoever believe in him, accept him. Make him your personal Lord and Savior. You will have life after here. If you look at the Bible, Jesus, the society condemns people quickly. The society is just to condemn, but Jesus heals and restores and make people feel what, worthy of them, of living life again. Jesus gives people hope. That is what Jesus does. In the book of John, 8, 1-11, the adulterous wife. Let me go there and read it so we can all see what Jesus did. <clears throat> John 8, 1 to 11. Jesus returned a woman caught in adultery. Jesus returned in the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus took down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never seen throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Did not even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. Now Jesus said, Neither do I go and sin no more. Amen? Amen. Jesus said what? Go and sin no more. Me, myself, I will not condemn you. This woman who knew that that is it. She is finished. She has given up and she was coming like that. She was already dead. Her family were surely, they were ashamed of her. I'm sure none of them even followed behind to see what's going to happen because they know she's going to die. And that's going to be, that would be like a tack in that family. Look at that family whose daughter was stoned to death because she committed adultery. She was married and still going around sleeping with men. It might be just once, but that's what they will say. She was going around sleeping with men. We don't even know what led her, whether the man loyal her or not, but she did. She committed the act, which we are not encouraging. But this is to tell you that when you come to Jesus, he will not condemn you. Rather, he will make you see reasons to not do that again. Because like he told the woman, he said, go and sin no more. Meaning what? If you go and you continue sinning, I might not be there next time. You are fortunate today they met me and see how I stood and I fought for you. Next time, these people will not even bring you to me. They will just shoot you there and kill you. 
So you who is telling lies and you repent and you keep telling lies, one day the devil will just use you. And that will be it. That will be your end. And when you die there by telling that lie, where do you think you go? You will not see your father. You will go to hell. So Jesus will keep warning and telling them this is what he was going about doing when he sits in the midst of the sinners. He eat, he's dying with them. That's the only way he had to bring them closer to them because they felt already condemned. The tax collector, they were looking at the look at this thief. They are overcharging us. So people didn't even want to have anything to do with them. But then this man came who was even calling them. Matthew was levy. Jesus called him. He became his disciple. It was in his house that they came and the Pharisees were like, why are you poor eating with us? Come, you eat with these people. They were like, this person can show us love. Nicodemus. Look, can't you see? They were willing to even give back. He said, what can I do? Jesus said, give back those you have overcharged or you have taken too much tax from them. Give their money back. They learned something new. They felt something new. Love. Jesus did not condemn this woman. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know what the doctor report is saying. They might have condemned you. They said, listen, this disease, forget it, my dear. That is all. But Jesus is the greatest healer. Come to him. Accept him. Repent and he is ready to heal your body because that body is the temple of the Lord. Therefore, no sickness has a right to live or to be in that body. Accept Christ Jesus and he will set you free. And whom the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. The lady at the way in the book of John, John 4, 1 to 42. I'll not read that because it's long. I'll just give a summary. What happened to this woman? This woman had married five times and she was living with a sick man who she was not married to. She was doing what? Fornicating. Jesus started the conversation. Remember, Jesus asked her to give her water, asked her to give him water. This woman did not even end up giving Jesus the water. Jesus did not drink the water. Jesus just wanted an atmosphere to converse with this woman. He just wanted to make this woman feel at ease. This woman said, but you Jews, you don't have anything to do with us. Why are you asking me for water? Jesus said, only you know this person who is right here and what I can give you. And this woman was interested. And she said, I know when the Messiah come, Christ, he will tell us everything. Jesus opened up, revealed himself to her. This is a Samaritan woman. This is a woman that the society would have surely condemned. I am sure people told their wives, you know what? This woman, I don't want to see her be your friend. They would have told their children, don't go close to this woman. It's a bad woman. What type of woman is this? What type of example is she showing in the society? By getting married to five men, she can't even keep a man. She married this one. Because the Bible did not tell us if those men died. And even if they die, people will still have something to say. They'll be like, this woman, she's always killing her husband. She married the first one, he died. She's the one who killed her. Married the second one, died. She killed her. This woman has a, 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 a she's, she, she's carrying a, uh, what's it called? Uh, a curse with her or a spell. She kills her husband and remarried. She has been married five times. And now we are seeing her living with this new man. They are not even yet married. Don't go close to her. I don't want to see you. So the woman will surely be feeling a type in the society. She had probably little or no friends. But she found this man, met this man in the world. And this man was even telling her about 
everything she needs to know. This man pointed out things in her life. Say, yes, you are not married. You have been married five, five times. I'm sure if the Bible has written everything, we'll see that Jesus told her that, listen, what you are doing is fornication and it's not good. If anything should happen to you right now, you will not see God. And this woman became an evangelist. Can't you see? This is the love of God. This is what God does. He doesn't condemn. But shows us love. And bring us from the pit. As we are draining. Or you are about to drown. He brings you. He rescues you. Luke 7. 36 to 50. The prostitute. Who anointed Jesus. I will read that one. Let me go to the book of Luke. Luke 7, 36 to 50. Jesus anointed by a sinful woman. That is how the New Living Translation addresses this woman. Other versions call her a prostitute. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with, filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, the Pharisee, listen, when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Can't you see, Jesus? This woman is filthy. She's a prostitute. She has been sleeping with all the men in this city. Oh, you allow a prostitute to touch you. You who say you are a prophet, you who is a righteous man, you who say you are a man of God, you are a son of God, you allow a filthy woman to touch you. Let's read further. Jesus answered his thoughts. He didn't say it out. Simon was just thinking. You know, like how you are somewhere, you're just going like, hmm, what's going wrong with this one? What's wrong with this one? Like in your mind, Jesus answered his thought. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher. Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered. I suppose the man from whom he canceled the largest debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you did not offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she was, oh sorry, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not greet me with a kiss. But from the time I have come in, from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. 
You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man that, has go, that goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen? Amen. Just that act of kindness that that woman did. But let me tell you, it's not just an act of kindness. You know when you come before God and you start to feel guilty, have you ever been in that place, in that position where you are even praying and the Spirit of God is reminding you of your sins and you start to weep bitterly and you see how God has been good, how you have been misbehaving, but all he has ever showed you is love, is kindness, is mercy. This is what happened to me when the Spirit of God reminded me of unforgiveness towards my senior brother. I think that was 2018. I was praying one midnight asking God for so many things, this and that. And he dropped my senior brother's name in my spirit. And I had unforgiveness because we had an issue. And to me, I thought, I, for, I can't say I thought, I knew like deep in me, I was still having something against him. I was like, how could he do this? But we'll talk from time to time. But deep inside me, I wasn't happy with my brother. And the spirit of God dropped his name in my spirit Oh my God, how I wept that night. I cried. I cried. You know why? Because I was thinking, yeah, am I kneeling down before God, asking him to forgive me of my sin, and still placing demands on things I want, but I can't forgive my brother of something that has passed so many years. So many years. Because that thing happened about um, 20, 2009. There about nine to eighteen, nine years later, I still had it in me. You might think it's little, but it's not. God wants us to be clean and clear, like we should be transparent. Our heart, our mind, that we don't have anything against anyone, so that the accuser, who is the devil, who is the accuser of the brethren, will not have anything to accuse us of. I felt that. I could feel this woman because that was what happened to me. I cried. I am here, am I? Kneeling down, thanking God for life, then asking him to forgive me of my sins because I asked him every day. The sins I've committed knowingly and unknowingly, yet I had unforgiveness in me. And he dropped my brother's name in my spirit. And everything within second, everything was clear. You are not forgiving him. Yet you want me to forgive him. You, you are coming to me to forgive. You are asking me this. Why can't you let go? Why can't you forgive your brother? Can't you see I've been good to you? I've been kind. This is what this woman was going through. This is what she was experiencing. That's why she was crying. And Jesus said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Wow. The love of God is huge. God loves us. He doesn't want to condemn us. People of God, I hope you are blessed by this message. 
Come to God as you are. Make peace with him. Make peace with all man. Forgive those who have hurt you in any way, directly or indirectly. And your father, who is the giver of life, will forgive you and restore you. To have a blessed week. As you go out there, be nice, be kind to people. Your week is blessed. I put an angel before each and every one of you to order your steps as you go out this week to lead you, to direct you, and want to wash behind you. And let Father grant you your heart desire according to his will for you. Make peace with God. You are blessed. I cover our prayers with the precious blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. God loves you so much. Come to him. It is well with you. You have a blessed and a wonderful night. Bye-bye. Thank you.